0: Welcome back, explorers! I'm David, that's Wesley, and this is the Trailcast. The weekly show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around to see
1: just where we end up.
2: Your show's not exactly Streets Ahead, know what I mean?
0: Um, no, I, I don't think I... Well, you're not alone in this case. Uh, Rob, stop trying to coin the phrase Streets Ahead.
2: Trying? <laughs> coined and minted. Been there, coined that. Streets Ahead. It's verbal wildfire.
1: Does it just mean cool, or is it supposed to be, like, miles ahead?
2: Well, if you have to ask, then your street's behind.
0: So, as you probably guessed, today we are talking about community, and we have another special guest.
1: We got another guest too, David. You're springing all these things on me. I, I need to know these things
0: ahead of time. Okay, we sprung this on you like, or I sprung this on you like months ago, so you should have been prepared. But everyone welcome, my brother. Reaction. Okay, fine. Everyone welcome, my brother Robert. Say hi, Robert.
2: Hey, Robert. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward okay. to this.
0: Okay. Wow, you <clears throat> sound so fake. <laughs> hey, give him time. He's the uh, new to all this. I mean, well, you know, let's I wasn't let's exactly
1: we're, we'll, jumping we're out, out of my pants this. for him to come on. So, you know, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh,
2: I can leave.
1: <laughs> jumping out of your pants? No, I, I, I need you and David to.
2: Yes, yeah, <laughs> Dave. <It was> a... <laughs> Keep your pants on, Wesley. Huh?
1: <laughs> joke's on you. I'm not wearing pants. No, I actually am. I'm, I'm actually wearing pants for once. It's okay. We can we can move on. It's it's okay to move on. Fair
0: enough. Cool. Eh. So, Rob, why don't you uh, kick us off here, and why don't you just give us a basic, like, overview of the show, just for anyone who hasn't seen it? Still
3: yeah, yet.
2: uh... Yeah, so community is a show about uh, the the characters and uh, of Greendale Community College uh, that starts out kind of like uh, I don't know following like typical sitcom tropes, and then kind of becomes its own thing with the the meta humor and references and having I mean I mean they did a they did a die hard episode. They did an animated episode that's uh, where they're in a GI Joe.
0: They're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Community's humor is like it's very unique, and I love it. I love how meta community gets. In fact, I was actually watching a couple of. uh, I didn't have time to finish the whole series, but I was watching a couple of uh, my favorite episodes earlier, and you know, like one of my favorite episodes is Remedial Chaos Theory. We'll get more into. um, like episodes later on, but I, I I forgot just how meta that show gets at points.
2: It's the thing. So sorry, Wesley.
0: No, you yeah, go ahead.
2: So I've been rewired. I tried to rewatch all of it for this, and I only got about. You know, I'm almost done through se- season three. Uh, and something I've really picked up on is the the writers talk to the audience a lot through Abed, because
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's it's it's self-awareness of the show too and uh because abed looks at life uh through tv and movies so he's it's almost like he's self-aware he's in a tv show mm.
1: yeah i just watched um uh, i don't know if i watched it today or not but i think uh i'm trying to think what the plot was but but the the Makes makes a comment how, um, like Jeff says, you know, this isn't TV, this is real life. And Avid's like, yeah, I know it's real life. You know, it's like because TV makes sense. And, you know, he goes and he makes sense through the world or of the world through TV because in his mind, TV makes sense. Whereas the world is just kind of all over the place
0: and hard to understand. I forget. Yeah, I forget what Jeff's, I did. Literally just watched that episode 2, but I forget which episode it is. Oh. Thinking about it, it's the first episode back from it's season one, season two episode one when
1: they come back, and I think what's going on is, if I'm remembering right, is uh, when Jeff is confronted with the fact that he kissed Annie after Britta c- confessed her love to him.
0: Um, right, because because uh, Britta and Jeff were both pretty much calling each other's bluff, and they were like pretty much. Trying to, or, you know, about to get married because they were calling each other's bluff. Yeah. It was, it just, you know. Which, uh, I think that's a good segue into some of the characters and here. Yeah, he punched them. Yeah. But I think that's a good segue yeah. into some of our characters here. So let, let's, uh, let's start off by talking about Jeff because he is the main character of the show. Um, you know, like, like the, fir- the first, first couple episodes, you know, follow him, follow his story. So uh, let's just kind of. Talk, talk about Jeff real quick. So, one of well, it, it off, off, well, What do we y'all want
2: to start us
1: off? Douchebag lawyer trying to get it on with all the ladies.
2: Yeah. Well, to what Wesley uh, was just talking about, talking about with... Uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, you're good.
2: Well, What you were just talking about with, uh, like, Abed, uh, talking about TV like TV shows make sense, they have structure. He's, he also said something about TV, TV shows have likable leading men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is interesting because it's kind of like Jeff being the, at least at the beginning of the series, supposed to be the leading man, the main character. But also, it it reminds me of Seinfeld a little bit where he's like, he never really learns a lesson. He doesn't really change that much. But all the people around him do.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the character of Jeff Winger throughout the series, he has moments and like episodes where like, hey, yeah, he's done something nice he did something good at the end of the episode but the next episode he's he's back to doing you know the same old thing so um you know but he does kind of grow gradually throughout the series but it's very small and like his character for the most part stays the same you know from
0: are you guys still there
1: yeah i was gonna say are are we am i uh like did i glitch out or
2: oh i can't hear you now
1: Oh. Okay,
0: because
3: because I but because what's
0: last like, like, yeah. last I heard you were talking about uh Jeff and then it just cut out and I yeah, uh, yeah. oh did I did I get cut out then yeah um I think you okay. I don't remember when you were talking but yeah you you were talking about Jeff um
2: Jeff Winger played by Joel McHale
0: yeah yeah.
1: Well, basically, all I was saying was that as as a whole, like you know, throughout the series, his character mostly stays the same with a couple, you know, nice deeds here and there throughout. But you know, from beginning to end, there's a small gradual
0: change. But there's not well, like and, and he, his his uh he, his arc really isn't much about like because like you, you look at it, like he's he really is the same. Later on, in the series as is in, in the beginning, because like, you know, the whole point of him going to Greendale, the whole point like why he had to go to Greendale in the first place is because he lied about going to college in the first place. And yeah,
2: I've always loved so, yeah. that line from the pilot episode when Duncan oh, says, yeah. "I thought you had a, I thought you had a degree from Columbia," and he says, "Well, yeah, well, now I have to get one from America."
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. And. You know, tr- when it comes down to it, really, Jeff has always been lazy. And like you can even look mm-hmm. at it in in when he beco- when he starts teaching at Greendale, like he he turns his class into the ultimate blow-off class. Like, you know, most of the time they just watch Planet Earth. Yeah. Uh, speaking though of him of him doing all
1: that and coming to a like near the end of the series as he's he, um that is one thought One thing with this character that does change by the end of the series is that, you know, the whole time he's trying to be the young, hip, hot you know, guy at college and, you know, even as a uh, teacher he's trying to do that. But it's like, by the end of the series he kind of accepts the fact that you know, now this is his life he's having to settle down he's having to, you know grow old and accept the fact that he's getting old you know, and he's not always going to Episode Robert mentioned was him turning what thirty or whatever, like he's or forty, whichever one it is. Oh
2: yeah, the GI Joe episode is when he's uh, turning forty. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he's you know it's 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 a it's a crisis you know in his mind.
0: And I think that's most of where his character development comes from is him just like maturing as a person. And, you know, also, you also get part of that of the other members of the study group. Like, you know, he, he starts to actually, you know, like come to care for and have respect for the other members of the study group when, yeah, in in the pilot episode, you know, like, like you said earlier, he, he was just trying to he sleep just, with Britta.
2: Yeah. He was just using them to get with Britta.
0: Yeah. He finally respects them after Pierce dies and
1: mm-hmm. Shirley leaves. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well no, like you, you do get to see him like he, he actually does have like care for it, like towards like the end of season yeah, two, I mean, season three. Like you, you do get that, um start start to I mean I only down. got I only
1: got through through the first episode of season two and I mean there there were points that he, you know, obviously was caring for but, I mean at the end of the first paintball, you know, it was priority registration. What does he do? He gives that to Shirley, you know. So he does show at the end of certain episodes that he cares, like there's a redemption arc by the, it's more, you know, less of a gun deal.
2: Yeah. I think what you're talking about at the, the end of the episode, modern warfare in season one, when he gives the priority registration to Shirley, that's kind of the first time you see him do something selfless. Mm hmm. Because,
0: like, you know, even even earlier on in that episode, like, he wasn't originally planning to give it away. Because, you know, he, he was talking about, like, I think he said something along the lines of, like, you know, that, that would be awesome. I could plan all my classes on Monday and have the whole week off. Which is not actually how that works, but, you know.
1: <laughs> We're having the opposite problem that we had with Maggie. <laughs> Instead of everyone trying to talk over each other. Nobody's saying anything.
2: Well, that's what I'm trying not to do. (laughs) Well, one, okay. One thing I want to say, if we want to wrap up Jeff is that you really, like if you, you really see his character growth and at, at the end of the series, not to jump to that, but Mm -hmm. uh, when he, you know, when, what he wants is to, to be with Annie, but he knows that it's better. It, she's better off without him. That's why in that, I, I can't, I think it's a lot, you know, the series finale. Yeah. We're, uh, cause uh, how many times that he and Britta almost get married? Oh
0: gosh. Uh, Is it three times? It's at least, it's at least three times. Yeah. Um, now well, one thing, uh, and Wesley just mentioned this. I don't, I don't really want to get too far off topic, but Wesley mentioning, uh, first episode two kind of reminded me of this. So I was reading, um, some stu- I-, I was looking for some stuff to put, uh, interesting stuff to put in the Instagram post for this uh, episode, and I'd seen one of the things was during the first season, uh, Dan Harmon and the other writers kind of made it a goal to not show anything, or kind of a goal to have the constraint of not showing anything off campus. I never thought about that, but in the first season, they never go off campus. But then the the very first scene of season two is all of them like you know waking up during and, do, and starting their morning routine. So like the very first scene mm. of season two breaks that, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Which, which also made me think I didn't even realize that before that the um season one like. You know, thinking about it, it's that's right. But I never thought about the fact that yeah, season one they never go off campus. Yeah, have still done a whole lot in the rest yeah. of the series. But anyway, we should probably go ahead and uh, keep keep talking about the characters. Um, I guess next we can move on to Britta,
2: played by Gillian Jacobs. So, actually, that kind of does tie into the end of Season 1 to the beginning of Season 2, because at the end of Season 1 is the... Do you remember? what It was some kind of um, school dance. I can't remember what it, what it was specifically.
1: Wasn't like that the fifth one of the year? Dance. And then you get,
0: the like a, you get a shirt or
1: something? Oh, the,
2: the tranny dance.
0: Yeah, the tranny dance.
2: Yeah, that's right. Where Britta tells... Jeff that she loves him, but she doesn't really, she's just jealous of Jeff's girlfriend.
0: Or ex-girlfriend at the time.
2: Or ex-girlfriend.
1: Trying to yeah. get back with him.
2: Yeah. So at this dance, they both tell Jeff that they love him, and he just leaves them both hanging and walks out.
0: In front of everyone.
2: Like In front of everybody.
1: Yeah, In typical Jeff fashion, let's be honest here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's t- kind of t- dive a little bit more into Britta's character. So, uh, obviously with that, like, she, uh, I don't think she ever really actually has, like, well, they do date a, a while in the show, don't they, Jeff and Britta? Do they? I can't remember.
2: I think it's, or, um, like, off-screen.
0: Yeah, like, because they're... It's like they're at the
2: end- it's at the end of season two that Abed realizes that they've been sleeping together the whole year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they they were they were together. At one point, but obviously, that they, they were never like, I guess, together together. like they were just kind of sleeping together. They weren't, ser- you know, like actually serious. But um,
1: I think Abed puts it puts it best with um in, in one of the episodes he talks about how they're kind of like the ross and rachel of this and like you know for anyone who watched friends you know ross and rachel are like on and off again all the time never quite in sync even when they're together it's not great but like it causes that like romantic tension you know within the group
0: mm-hmm But uh, we probably should dive a little more into her character because we really haven't really talked about her character much. So, of course, she's the um, the like I don't know what what would you call her.
2: Well, so it, it's kind of funny, and they even address this in the show because at one point, uh, you know, Jeff says, "I thought uh, you know when I first met you, I thought you were smarter than me." You know, at the beginning, she could she's uh, like the um. You know the what twenty eight year old political activist just going back to finish school uh, and come does does come off as a know it all, and then they mm-hmm. really make her an air more of an airhead as the series goes on. Bagel, bagel, I lived in they, New they, York.
1: That's <laughs> <sighs> all it takes to be an yeah, airhead. Kind- Sorry. <laughs>
0: I feel like we're kind of, uh, Britta-ing this, uh, talking about her character, because it's kind of been all over, all over the place. But yeah, it, she's it, the, you know. It's only, it's only fitting. <laughs> true, true. But yeah, she's got kind of the, she's kind of the dumb blonde type, but she's also got all the, like, like, rather like the political, uh, activist stuff going, you know. She's a, um, anarchist and, uh, climate activist or whatever, you know.
2: But she's never voted.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to um to uh what's the word I'm looking for? Inform, to the system. Mm.
0: Well, and here's one thing. One thing I do like about the show too is like there's a lot of different uh like it's not really a focal point, but there's a lot of different political stuff and all the stuff in the show. But it makes fun of everything, like and it does it pretty well too. It might be the the most really with Brit because like a lot of Brit, Brita's and uh like you know Brita and Jeff obviously have a lot of uh, chemistry and stuff together and a lot of uh, character development stuff together. Um throughout the show, because you know, like that's one of the things, like with the like, especially like early, like season one, two, and three, um, like one of Jeff's big story arc things, like seeing Britta more as a friend, more so than as a um, someone to sleep with
2: love interest, yeah, love interest, yeah,
0: yeah. So and that's that's one of like, so you know, they both kind of have a lot of, and Britta even says too at one point in the show, like um, because. You know, she she I think it's at the end, like towards the end of season two. Might be might be like middle of season two, but she admits that she's like, or she thinks she's kind of a phony because like she she uh. I know what it is. It was it was in uh, Modern Warfare, so the end of season one. Um, but she tells Jeff that she thinks she's like a, ph- a kind of a phony, and. Because of like, all of her stuff, like she talks a big game, but she doesn't really actually do anything, and like just her her relationship with Jeff throughout the series, I feel like kind of changes her a little bit, brings her more into what she wants to be because she sees the way Jeff has changed and that kind of hurt you me. Know.
2: Don't forget, she's also in the weirdest relationship of the series with Troy that never really yeah. made
0: sense to me
1: yeah yeah
2: um but that was the gas leak here
0: (laughs) true true we'll get into that in a minute anyway so i guess we'll just keep going around the table so i guess the next would be troy or Troy uh, abed but troy and abed you kind of have to talk about together um yeah
2: yeah danny foodie as 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 abed nadir
0: yep so, as we mentioned earlier, you know, Abba is like the pop culture obsessed, uh, probably autistic. Um,
2: so, so yeah, he's definitely, I guess, on the autism spectrum and like he can only relate to the world through TV.
0: Mm. Yeah, TV is his, the way he kind of, yeah, sees the world. Um,
1: what's kind of cool and, though, I think about his character is I feel like, for as weird as he is within the realm of the show, I feel like a lot of times he's sometimes a. And it might just be because of the tropes that he brings from other shows, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just that weird guy in the corner, but, you know, I seem like I can relate to him more than a lot of the other characters in the show.
0: Which, yeah, it's so that's kind the of like. Because... To... Go ahead, Rob.
2: So, yeah, that's another thing I wanted to bring up about this show was how, like, it, it's great. Like, okay, with the office, a lot, well, to me, what I love about the office is some of those, like, those characters are so relatable, but it's also in kind of a realistic situations at the same time. Most, most of the time. Mm-hmm. But in this show, it's like, it's so crazy. It's so off the wall. Most of these characters are insane, but they're still so relatable. Mm-hmm.
0: And I love the fact that Abed, like, you know, Troy even mentions in one episode, like, you know, Abed is just constantly having his own little side adventures, too. Like, there's a bunch of episodes where he, where, like, the B-plot of the episode is just about Abed, like, doing something. Like, there's the one with, like, the, um, student body president election, and, you know, Abed's, like, uh, having this weird, like, uh... Yeah, thing going on with the with one of the um Secret Service agents because um the vice president is supposed to be like touring Greendale uh, later that day, and so the Secret the Secret Service is kind of kind of staking out the campus, making sure everything's everything's okay. And Abed's the only one that actually notices them. But there's also like more subtle points too, where like there's the whole episode where in the background Abed delivers a baby. You know, car, like, you know, with this pregnant couple, or, uh, this, uh, couple, you know, the woman's pregnant, and, you know, he delivers a baby in the back of a car. And there's this whole subplot in this episode, and they don't mention it. It's just in the background. Which yeah, I think is only, really
2: uh, Yeah. Well, actually, the only reference to it is the episode when, um, Shirley has her baby. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's, that's when he says that he's delivered a baby before. Mm
3: hmm.
0: But like even even rewatching that episode, which I don't even remember which episode that is, but even rewatching that episode, like it you know it's there in the background if you're paying attention, but it's so subtle that even knowing it's there, I miss it most of the time when I watch that episode.
2: Yeah, he he's in almost every scene in the background of that episode, but you really have to pay attention.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
0: But um. Anyway, like like said, so we, we probably should talk about Troy too with this too because um. Troy and Abed have the. They're the, uh. The, like, I guess, dynamic duo, uh, unsufferable to, uh, unseparable to in the show. You know, they're, they're. They have some of the best chemistry in the show. Um, David and Wesley as kids. <laughs> Annoying and obnoxious,
1: attached at the hip, as everyone said.
2: Well, I mean, Troy and Abed are the reason to watch this show.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. I saw, I saw, or heard one thing. Uh, I was looking into some stuff about the show earlier today, and and uh, I don't know all the facts behind this, but um, they said something about like so with community, there was a really it, the the shooting schedule was all out of whack. It was real hard to you know get everyone in there. Um, but in the process, apparently they wanted to do uh, a relationship more so between Troy and Pierce, but. Troy or Donald Glover and Danny Putin were the two people who would stay behind most of the time to like shoot longer, do stuff. And so that's how I guess they ended up doing a little in scene, in card scenes or whatever, where they're kind of developing that chemistry. And like, they do have a relationship between Troy and Pierce as the season goes on. Like even with the season two thing where he's, you know, living with Pierce, but like, yeah, like like Robert said, like the reason to watch the show is because of Troy and Abed. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, the chemistry that they have.
2: They they did kind of try and force that in the first season, the the Troy and Pierce. But then like Troy and Abed had the natural chemistry. Like I think it's it's one of the first mm-hmm. episodes, the 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 uh rap in the study room at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. That well, cuz I think that's I think that's that's at the end of Spanish 101, which is the I think that's the second episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so, we'll talk about, uh, Troy's character a little bit here, and then we can talk a little bit more about their chemistry, but, uh, yeah, Troy Barnes, played by, uh, Donald Glover, um, he was the, like, did they ever mention if he was, like, a five-star quarterback, or was he just a
3: like, he was just
2: a, like he was just a star high, you know, star high school quarterback who had an injury. I guess he mm-hmm. ended up losing all his scholarships.
0: Yeah, and then had, had to get, end up going to uh, community college because yeah, he lost his scholarship, his uh, sports scholarships. But
1: Greendale mm-hmm. has a football team.
2: <laughs> the Greendale human beings.
0: And that's pro- that's like or like that's season one, but that's still probably one of my favorite interactions in the show is uh, Jeff trying to convince uh, Troy to play football for Greendale. That's gay. <laughs> that's
1: homophobic. That's racist. <laughs> y'all two probably know the lines a lot better. Well, y'all probably know the lines. That 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 is enough for me not to know it any better
0: than y'all. Football is in your heart. That's racist. It's in your soul. No, I, That's I, racist. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, I think Jeff says you're a football player, Troy. It's in your blood.
0: That's racist. In your soul. That's racist.
2: In your eyes.
0: That's gay.
2: That's homophobic. That's black. That's racist. Oh dang. how do we do
0: I'm I'm gonna
1: give it a I'm gonna give it an A not an A plus
2: that was for memory you
1: you got the lines right I think the delivery could have been better but you're also talking you know over over discord here so it's not exactly the best platform to I
2: never said I was an actor either
1: that's true that's true (laughs) we won't hire you as an actor we'll just have you on for specials okay or not specials but this special you could be special we always knew you were special on the spectrum, kind of weird, kind of like Oddbed. You done? That's neither racist or gay, but it's something, I know. Racist or homophobic, that's what I was looking for.
2: You're canceled now?
1: I probably will. Be. Hey, I. we've, we've talked about this before. I will probably get us canceled. It's okay. Yeah. We, anyway, we know yeah. we know our
0: inevitabilities. Yeah, like uh, Troy and Abed make the show. Like their chemistry together. Um. are just the fact like, like that you know, they they ha- they are basically kids. Like they they have have the it's their imaginations where a lot of plots and stuff from the sh- in the show come from. Like the whole uh, like I love the um. The little like uh, end scenes or whatever the, or whatever they are, um, they're not cold opens. They're like at the end of the episode, but um, oh,
2: the Troy and Abed in the morning,
0: warm warm closes. Well, warm closes what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: like end cards.
0: They both... Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like end cards. Fine, but, we'll go with a, end like, cards. Most of them are Troy and Abed, um. Like, there's a lot of, like, the Inspector Space Time ones or the, um, yeah, Troy and Abbott in the morning, uh, you know, the Spanish
1: rap. I like that first, that first, uh, Troy and Abbott in the morning where they have Jeff Bond and, uh, he's like, guys, where are the cameras? And they're like, no, we don't have any cameras. Who would watch this? <laughs> <laughs> but, but they have all the fans outside. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that their their favorite TV show is Inspector Spacetime, which is a knockoff of Doctor Who, when every other pop culture reference in the show is something that's actually real.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because, like, uh, Abed's first, uh, like, favorite TV show was, uh, was Cougar Town, or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's a real show. And yeah, that's a real show, because uh, Danny Pudi was actually on it in the background, um as a reference, like Abed being on the show.
3: <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, but I guess we can, we can, uh, and unless y'all have anything more to add, we can move on to Pierce. Go for it. All right. So yeah. P- Pierce Hawthorne never really had a real job. He was the, um, son of a, rich businessman who started a moist towelette company and made a fortune selling wipes.
1: I think it's it's important to mention, I know I'm probably stealing Robert's line since he's been listing the actors' uh, names, but this is played by Chevy Chase, and I kind of feel like a lot of Pierce's character has to do a lot with a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff, too, that,
0: you know, with Chevy Chase not really getting along with people behind yeah, so, the scenes so from what i understand and rob you might know more about this than i do but from what i understand um chevy chase didn't really like like a lot of the comedy in the show didn't think it was that right. funny he also didn't like, or didn't get it he also didn't and, like the way
1: his character was like constantly
0: the you know like racist and homophobic. So, i think like yeah there's a lot of that too So, because of that, he was constantly butting heads with the writers and, or the writers, cast and crew. And so, no one on the production of the show really liked, uh, Chevy Chase. And so, that's why, like, later on in the series, like, especially, like, season two, season three, he's almost like an antagonist, especially season two. Mm hmm. Um.
2: Because, like, even. Chevy Good. Chase, this character is the first one to leave the show of the, of the, um, you know, original seven characters. And I think mm. a lot of that is because Chevy Chase was the biggest name actor in when the series started.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, because he'd been in like the national lampoon movies. Um, and he'd mostly done uh comedy movies too. And mm. he wasn't he, like, I don't think that, uh, he was used to the schedule that they had to have while doing a TV show, like the really long hours,
0: like early mornings, long hours. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I will say that is one thing. Like uh, with with um, like a lot of the budding heads that uh, with Chevy Chase is that, like you said, he he was the biggest actor when this show started, you know, and. I mean like most people if they saw him they'd be like, Oh yeah, I've seen him in something here or there. Like, you know, he's a pretty well known comedian. And you know, he essentially didn't get his way on this show and just basically made a couple more enemies. In- because I have, from what I've heard, like he's apparently not that easy to work with as it is. So, you know, he's just went and made a couple more enemies and then kind of fizzled out of relevance, you know.
2: Which yeah, he and he and the showrunner Dan Harmon were always butting heads and I think that's why Dan Harmon kept writing him that way
3: <clears throat> mm.
0: well cause like, you look early, like, earlier on in the series and he's not like that much of an antagonist that much of a um like he, he becomes that over the series like I said especially in season 2 yeah, he's basically um, the
2: villain of season 2
0: yeah I guess we can keep we can uh move because we've already been recording for almost 40 minutes. So I guess we need to go ahead and finish up on characters because I, I know there's some other stuff we want to talk about too. Um so ne- I guess if we keep going around the table, next around the table would be Shirley. Shirley Bennett played by Evette Nicole Brown. Um of you all want to take over the uh, talking about Shirley? Robert?
2: Yeah, so I I actually like Shirley's character and um I didn't like in season six how they tried to replace her. Mm. Uh, she's a interesting character because she's the at the beginning of the series she's the single mom trying to go to community college, just uh, you know start her own business and support her family and none of, like you know all the other. Uh, members of the study group besides Pierce are younger than her, and she's the only one with a family, and it's an interesting dynamic in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, as the show as the show goes on, like she, uh, like she does have a lot of character development as the show goes on, because like you see her like uh, with the uh, you know, she actually does finally get her business. Um, she, uh, of course, uh, her and. Um, Andre, her ex-husband, end up getting uh, back together later on in the show. Um... Theo. What? Theo. Theo.
1: From Cosby Show.
0: Oh yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Um... Sorry
1: to interrupt. I like <laughs> I like interrupting though. Specifically specifically you. I won't yes, interrupt. Not I've
0: you you're very good at interrupting I try even though you suck at it anyway um
2: uh, one thing i also want to say about Shirley is I love how they made her she can flip like you know on a dime between the her like you know really sweet personality to being really sassy and it's just like an immediate change
0: uh a say event nicole brown is such a good actress for being able to do that like the you know yeah you 'cause you're right like her her face and her tone just like it's a sudden shift like yeah i will say like like yeah with with how she
1: is as an actor like she does a really good job with the character and i think that is also something that should be said about really everyone in this show like you know like robert said earlier about how like relatable because like you know we all have jobs and stuff like that and we like it seems more realistic and the community is like kind of all over the place even outside of that it still seems like real enough especially with how they like portray their characters like you know the story arcs the the um what's the word what's the uh it's um their their character arcs you know it all seems, like, natural and just, like, like, it, it's actually your character for these as real people, you know, kind of a thing.
3: Hmm.
0: I think, like, they're all, and this is similar in the same way like it is with the characters in Parks and Rec, like, they're all, like, caricatures. They all, to a point, have one thing that kind of defines their identity. And you know that's kind of where their whole sh- their whole character is shaped around that, and even their interactions with the other uh, cast is kind of shaped around that. But yeah, mm. the, the all the actors in the show do a good job um, of realizing that. Anyways, <clears throat> if uh, y'all are done t- if we're done talking about Shirley, or the right, next uh, and last member of the study group is. Um Annie Edison, played by Allison Bree. And uh Kurt McFron, but Annie is supposed to be the youngest member of the study group? Because she yeah. um Well I think you know.
1: her and Troy are supposed to be
2: so, younger.
1: It, yeah, so in, no,
2: yeah, in season one they're both uh college freshmen, but then Troy realizes in season two he's actually a year older than he thought he was.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, because of the 21 episode that he has.
2: Yeah, because everyone's
0: 10 for two years. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you're special. Anyway, um... Yeah. That's what Mama always told me. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um... Yeah, Annie's kind of the, like, she was a... I think she was supposed to be like the top of her graduating class in high school oh, yeah, she, and then she got addicted. go ahead
2: Yeah so sorry she she was like you know the the star student the way Troy was the star football player she was trying so hard to please she had the you know stress de- dealing with stress and anxiety started taking Adderall got addicted and uh, you know her life kind of went off the rails and she ended up having to go to community college mm mm-hmm.
3: Mhm
1: I do find it funny, yeah. though, like, she's seen as, like, not just the goody two-shoes of the group, but she's also seen as, like, the innocent because she's so young. But she's at a community college because she got addicted to pills. I mean, granted, she probably is one of the more innocent ones of them, but I feel like that's
0: just...
2: Yeah, well, she's well, portrayed I mean, okay. as being very naive.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, but although she got addicted to Adderall, which, I mean... Yeah, it's not. It's not. Re- I mean, it, it is and it isn't, but it's not really like the most uh like harmful thing. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, it is addictive and stuff, but it's you know, it's it's still like a prescription. Everyone drug, go get know? hooked on Adderall. <laughs> David said it's
1: okay. Don't listen to. Wesley. David
2: endorses Adderall.
1: <laughs> uh Endorses
0: getting addicted to Adderall. But what what I'm saying is like it, it's an it's a. Prescription drug. It's not. It's not like um you know some of these other narcotics and stuff that are, you know, completely illegal. It's, it's a prescription drug. But
1: I mean, yeah. But I mean, she's she still did get it. She did just. She got addicted to something, which caused her to be unable to go to like top like probably Ivy League schools and stuff like that. You know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she is a little more naive to the world than the rest of them, but. I feel like that speaks more to the rest of them than necessarily her. Although going back to Troy, I mean, he he comes off a lot of times as you know a quote unquote dumb blonde, not always catching things. So she's not alone in that area.
0: Yeah, Troy. Uh, Troy misses a lot of stuff in the show, and it's 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 funny, but um, yeah. Um, so, like so we, we, that was pretty much everyone in the, that's everyone in the study group. Um. Now the wannabes. <laughs> actually, well, that's, the that's, that's, <laughs> that's actually yeah, a good lead much, into, that's actually a good lead into Chang, but, uh, yeah. Um, and I know, Rob, you had, um, Chang and, uh, Dean Pelton, um, down here. The reason, and I, I think, yeah,
2: I, the reason I put these both on here is because they're in the series through the whole six seasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chang mm-hmm. becomes more of a main character as, as, as parts. The Dean is like a, a main background character that like,
0: every episode, if not every episode. The Dean is, like, most of the time is there just to deliver exposition or to progress the plot along. <laughs> Like or you flirt know, with he, he,
1: Jeff or yeah,
0: oh, but like you know, he shows up to like you know tell them something about that, that might be going on that day, and that will like that's the plot of the story surrounding about that or something like that. You know, so that's really a lot of what he do- his character does in the show, but um, also. I know we've been mentioning this, uh, yeah, Dean Pelton is played by Jim Rash and, uh, Ben Chang is played by, uh, Kim Jong. Um, but Both really Chang, good portrayals. Yes, yes. Chang is the most interesting character in the entire show because in all six seasons he plays a different character, it seems like.
2: So yeah, so in season 1, uh in season 1 he starts off as their Spanish teacher. The the Spanish class that they start a study group would kind of become the the Greendale 7. Um but then it turns out that he's he was lying about uh having any co- or even knowing how to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um in season 2, he spends the whole time uh as a student at Greendale trying to join their study group um in season three he leads an uprising and uh, becomes a dictator over the, the community college
1: can I, can yeah can i say one thing though back to what david was saying about how he plays like basically a different character in each season i'm not going to disagree with that but have you seen Kim jung and anything any other movies i don't know if he was actually acting or if he was just playing himself because sometimes he seems a little bit insane
0: <laughs> but you also can't forget oh too in season like, everything one, I've seen him in, in everything I've seen him in, he's so crazy. In season four that's in just the who he plays year. His
2: insane characters. That's but true. yeah, but
0: in, see, remember in season four too in the gaslight year, he's pretending to have amnesia and Changnesia. Uh, Changnesia, it right. that's right. Yeah. Um and he's call he calls himself Kevin.
1: But well, also that's completely do, a completely like, different character.
0: But, but, he's, also, he's... but it's also kind of funny, too, because, like, the, that whole season, like, he's just pretending to be... Have, him, have Changnesia, but, like, there's not really much of a resolution. Like, when he finally tells them that he's just pretending, there's not really that much of a like, resolution to that, which we can get into that right. uh, the gaslick here in a minute. Um, here, but, Probably because um, they didn't go into that with a plan, but... Um, one thing I do want to talk about though, with Chang too is, like I so said, I was looking up some stuff for um the episode, and <clears throat> apparently, Chang. So there was a cut storyline, probably from season three, just from the context. Of, I'm I'm guessing it's probably season three, but there was a cut storyline that would go on to explain that Chang. Okay, so you you know he he mentioned several times that. What when he was in the you know he was actually a twin, and he ended up eating his uh, twin sister before they were born. This mm-hmm. cut storyline would have gone on to explain that Shang's just like psychotic breaks were his dead sister telling him to be evil, his dead sister's ghost telling him to be evil. So he really did have a split personality, but that like. It's so weird that that's not even that crazy for this show. Like, if if that had happened in the show, like if that actually made it into the show, it wouldn't have actually been that crazy. Just judging by everything else that goes on, that's gone on in the show. Yeah, that's a
1: that's a definitely an off the wall story arc if they were to do it. But this whole show is off the wall, so...
2: I mean, um, I agree with David, though, because there's zombies in this universe.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's... (laughs) That was completely off the wall, so... And it was just a
2: one-off, never mentioned again.
1: When we first... uh, When I first watched that uh, episode, I was like, oh, this has to be like a... And then they just ended the episode, went about their business, and the next one came, and nothing. I was like, oh... Okay, so that's supposed to be you know just you're supposed to accept
0: that as real because all because the dean was trying to save money and he bought contaminated meat.
2: <laughs> Don't eat army taco meat.
1: but it could be tasty. All right. but the
2: cure is just turned the air conditioner down really low. Yeah, there to break go. the
1: fever. Yeah, let's yep. go. Let's go eat army taco meat in the Antarctic. Um, if it's in. Yep. The um signifying that you were in, I made the rules up before you said anything.
0: Right. I think uh, Rob wanted to talk about the Gaslick year um too, because that's uh kind of an important. You want to go? Just go? Basically, go over what happened. behind the scenes in season four that kind of like why season four was so different?
2: Yeah, sure. So after the third season, the show was on the verge of cancellation and Dan Harmon, the, the series creator and showrunner was going through, you know, his controversy. And what NBC decided to do was have him kind of step to the side and they brought on two new showrunners who had only ever worked on one show that made, I think, six episodes. So it didn't even get picked up as a full season.
3: Hmm. And
2: and you can really tell season four, which is referred to as the Gas Leak Year, it's it's almost like they're like a, a community fan fiction. It like it it is a show it's like it's a show trying to imitate community, but it doesn't quite get there.
0: Yeah. Um. I also like. On like, I will give it the fact that it does. Ha- it's the last season where it does have all the original cast. But it, yeah, it still doesn't really feel much like, like, like season five and season six. I I still think season two and three are the best. But season five, five and season six still have a bunch of good episodes. Season four is still by far the weakest season out of all six.
2: No, I, I will say like season five did get better because they brought Dan Harmon back mm. for four seasons, five and six. Uh, but after season five, the show was canceled by NBC. Mm. Uh, and it... Then it was picked up. Yeah, it was picked up by uh, a new streaming service at the time, I think in 2015 called Yahoo Screen. Have you ever heard of that, Wesley?
1: Uh, I have because I've done research into this, but before that, no.
2: So yeah, you you would have seen that this show basically was the start of that streaming service and also killed it because they invested everything yeah. into it and it only made one season.
1: Uh, but like this, the series that the um sad thing about the show is like you know you had the first three seasons, you know, with with the original cast and the original you know pr- um. Uh, writers and producers and all that stuff, person who made the show, all that's the same. And then they get rid of Dan Harmon, and then the show drops off with season four. But then when season five and six come around, we no longer have the original cast anymore. You know, and it is kind of a... Like, yeah, like you said, they're they're a good episode. Doesn't feel the same because we've lost a couple characters, you know, and they've... It's it's just change, you know. It's it doesn't have the complete same feel because not everyone's there that was in the beginning.
0: Mm. Because uh, uh, it's so Pierce leaves between or Pierce, well, in in, in universe he died between season uh four and five, and then Troy leaves in the middle of season five, and um, Shirley doesn't come back for season six. So in season six, the only like it's only uh, Jeff, Britta, Abed, and Annie that are the origi- you know of the original um, study group. And like honestly, out of like, everyone
1: leaving, I think Troy leaving hurt the most, I and it's because Troy and Abed it was a really big part of that show. Like even if mm-hmm. it was more of a B plot thing, that. But where the committee came in, where a lot of like, you know, you, you felt the chemistry between them. Like, it was just, that was the really good part of the show. And it just, is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that Troy, because Troy had, like, you know, Pierce was kind of the, you know, like, the the role his character played was he, he was kind of like the one who just made quips and stuff in the background. Like, you know, he, he had interactions with everyone, but didn't really have that, that deep of a connection with anyone. If that makes sense. But Troy, yeah, his character evolved alongside all these others. And I feel like Troy was a lot more like the characters were a lot more intertwined, uh, especially with, uh, Jeff, Britta and, um, Abed. They were a lot more intertwined with Troy than with, uh, Pierce or Shirley. So Pierce and Shirley leaving didn't affect as much, but yeah, Troy was the was a big loss to the show. Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean I like episodes in season five and six after Troy leaves. But, you know it's more like episodes as opposed to like everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, of the the original cast that left, he's the only one that actually got a, I guess, a proper send off. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Piers was like the reading of his will.
1: Didn't yeah. uh didn't Shirley just not come back when. When they got canceled, she just didn't come back because, you know, her contract ran out or whatever, and they just didn't resign. So she wasn't in season six. Right. So she didn't. They just said, oh, yeah, she's off. You know, doing whatever. Same kind of with Pierce. They just, you know, obviously didn't kill her off because, you know, it's Mm -hmm. easier to kill off an old man than it is.
2: You know, Chevy Chase actually left the show during season four before they finished it. But the episodes uh, were released out of order than from what they filmed.
3: Mm -hmm. So
2: that's why he's he's they kind of broke it up. So he would he was in. You know, the beginning and the end of the season, but he wasn't in every episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
1: will say, though, like, even with the way that they go about doing it, like, because obviously there's real-world problems and, like, you know, the budding heads that Chevy Chase had and, you know, how he just left the show, um, it really makes it, like, you know, in, was the season the first episode of season five, um, with the, like, murder mission, um, isn't that at the end of that episode when they when they find out the first season season five that he's di- he's died? Yeah, you know it it kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's just like you know they they just kind of all right well we have to put this in here because you know real world stuff happened and they can't you mm-hmm. know have a send off.
0: But also, uh, you know, Vet Nicole Brown was in the last episode, um, briefly. Um, so she was the only one to come back for that. Well, obviously, like, you know, Pierce is dead, but, um, Donald Glover didn't end up coming back for the finale. Um, yeah, kind of expected watching through the first time, I kind of expected
1: him to come back for the very last one. But I don't know. I mean, you know, he did kind of. Blow up after that with a lot of different things, so because probably was a little bit
0: too busy.
2: Like because after uh, that he, yeah, he started his rap career and then he was on the show Atlanta, mm-hmm.
0: and he also did several movies too. Like he was he was in uh, Solo and some and some other movies too.
2: Uh, the first uh, which one is that Spider-Man Homecoming? Well, speaking yeah, of which I do want to talk the about season. the cameos in the MCU. Uh-huh. Oh, Before Before we we get to to that, go, let me give some background for that first well so
0: what's what's the going uh so what you're saying then we can move on to that
2: i was gonna
1: say for the um uh you know how he's in spider-man homecoming or whatever and he's supposed to, uh, maybe the prowler or whatever and then later on in the new um spider verse movie he's you know in it as the prowler um as a cameo I found it funny that in uh, the Season 2 opening that David was talking about earlier, where they show him all waking up, he wakes up with a Spider-Man shirt on. Oh, and yeah, I know he's
2: that... Spider-Man pajamas.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that, probably has... that definitely has nothing to do with anything. But I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, it's like he's here, and then a couple years later, you know, down the road, he's in the Spider-Man movie. Everyone was like, hey, he should be some of stuff. And, you know, there he is wearing Spider-Man pajamas, but... That was all I had to say.
0: Well, also talking about that before before we move on to the Russos, but uh, apparently I don't know the whole story. Um, I've I've heard it. I don't know heard about this. I don't know the whole story about this, but apparently Donald Glover is partially responsible for the creation of the character of Miles Morales. So,
1: oh yeah, I've heard that before.
0: So there is part. So there is part of that uh, with that because um. I think when they were making the amazing Spider-Man movies, Donald Glover was trying to get the role of Peter Parker. Um, and so that whole that whole thing kind of uh, um, sparked sort the of thing of having an African-American Spider-Man, and that's kind of where Miles Morales came from. Well, wasn't it originally
1: Stanley's idea when making Spider-Man to have a full mask so that... I mean, obviously, I know Peter Parker, Parker is traditionally white, but... Wasn't the idea? that... I mean, I'm I'm glad that well, like I li- I like the character of Miles Morales. But okay, I'm saying like so, you know, as far as like as far as like people coming in and saying no, Donald Glover couldn't play in the Amazing Spider-Man. It's like you know that kind of takes away from
0: the heart of it, where it's like the reason was so that well anyone. Okay, could so be. there there are there are two things with that. So yes, that was originally Stanley's kind of like envisioning with that. But Stanley also said in interviews later on, like. You know, if you want to make Spider-Man black or whatever, you know, Peter Parker is white. That's it, that, That's yeah. the character. Make a new, like, it doesn't mind, like, if you want to make a new, a new character who is Spider-Man, and that's, that's what they did. Cause that's actually yeah. one, thing, that's, that's, that's one thing that, that Stan Lee kind of wanted them to do with that character. Cause, you know, the, the character he created was Peter Parker and he, he kind of yeah. created it to be a certain way. But yeah, originally that was the thing in like the, um, uh, I forget what issue, what comic strip or what comic, uh, book that was because he was originally in a, um, like a series of comics that was kind of like one-off stories. Spider-Man wasn't, Mm -hmm. didn't have his own comics originally, but, um, yeah, that was kind of like originally that's what Spider-Man was supposed to be, but when they kind of fleshed him out, gave him his own comic, uh, series, they fleshed him out as Peter Parker, kind of fleshed him out his character a little bit more. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into the Russos real quick, because you um, get a little background. Uh, Rob, I think you wanted to talk about that.
2: Yeah, I was just y'all were on a tangent about Spider-Man, so I was just waiting to get back to this. We do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Down the rabbit trail. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo, who uh, got their start on this show. Uh, I I think this show is probably most famous for the paintball episodes. Uh, Modern Warfare, uh, towards the end of season one, and then the the two part uh season finale of uh, season two, um, uh, a fistful of paintballs and for a few paintballs more.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Those episodes are kind of what got the Russo brothers their jobs in Marvel. Uh, they actually left the show after season 3 to direct uh, captain america winter soldier. and then correct me if i'm wrong david i think they di- then they directed civil war um infinity war and then end game.
0: i believe that's right cuz uh joss whedon still or did um age of ultron so yeah i believe that's right. right. um yeah and be- because of that there's a, there are a lot of uh act, like actors from Community who made cameo appearances in their Marvel movies, like in um in Winter Soldier, uh Danny Pudi made a cameo appearance. He was one of the Shield agents. Um, I actually had a list list of them pulled up earlier. Um, yeah, so Danny Pudi, obviously Donald Glover. Um, which, um. I don't think Homecoming was directed by the Russos, but he was still in, you know, made a cameo appearance in Homecoming. Um. Jim Rash made a cameo appearance in Civil War. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown made a cameo appearance in Endgame. And on this list, it said Kim Jong, but I can't remember what, which movie Kim Jong was
2: in. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I I had forgotten Ken Jong was in one too.
0: Like so I I was. This is just what I pulled from a list I found. Um.
2: So this says he was in Endgame.
0: Endgame. Okay. Okay. I don't remember because like I said, like uh, event Nicole Brown was in the um the elevator at the shield base that the, when uh Steve and Tony had gone, had gone back in time, again. Um. Shirley was one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents on the elevator, but I don't okay, remember... Okay, so
2: Ken Jong in, in the beginning of Endgame, Ken Jong is a security guard in the uh, storage facility that finds... Uh, uh, that's right, that's right. Scott Lang, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: The thing about those movies is there's... I mean, I probably could go back and watch them, but, like, they're long... There's two parts to it. I'm pretty sure I've only seen those like once or twice. The uh the you know Infinity.
0: Game just. Well, just because like I think I I I've, I've seen Infinity War. Probably about five or six times, maybe seven times, but I I I've only seen in game like, three times. Yeah. Just because it it uh yeah, I feel I feel like whenever I, I'm like to watch Endgame, I feel like I have to watch Infinity War too, and then you know if you're gonna watch mm-hmm. Infinity War, you gotta watch Thor Ragnarok, and if you're gonna watch Thor Ragnarok, you might as well watch uh, Civil War too, you know. So it's just it's just a constant, you know.
1: Before like, you know it, before you know it, you're at Iron
2: Man. So yeah, when did, did, uh, exactly. when did Endgame come out?
0: I believe it was 2019.
2: Because okay, yeah, I haven't I seen it, I haven't seen it since then.
1: I think I saw it maybe once or twice in theaters, and, like, that was about it.
0: I, I can't remember if I saw it once or twice in theaters, but I know I did watch it um on Disney Plus. Because I watched through, like... I didn't watch through all the MCU, because the MCU is a long... a lots of that, but I did watch through, like, mo- a lot of the... like, my favorite movies. um Back in, like, 2020. Maybe 2021. Um, So I did watch it on Disney Plus once. But... Other than that, I haven't watched in game. Other than that,
2: you want to talk about some more favorite episodes of Community?
0: Yeah, sure, sure, we, we can do that. Um, well, what's I don't know if you've had a. Well, you you can go ask. Cause I do because I don't know if you need time to think about it. Um. No, I have the ones I like. Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Robert and I are going to be very similar. Uh, list at least. Um... So
2: I already thought about that, and I actually picked out some that I fit that I thought are maybe like not as popular as you know the paintball episodes, the D and D episode.
0: Yeah, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna include any of the paintball episodes because all those are amazing. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna include those. Um, I think like okay, so. Well, I'll let one of y- one of y'all go first. You can you can just give, give like the top three or something. I don't know, or however many well, you, have, you think. I uh, have
2: I have five on here I wanted to talk about, and I guess like maybe y'all should talk about some of the more popular ones. Uh, okay. The first one that I, I I kind of uh wanted to talk about was the kind of um, if you've ever seen the YouTube channel Entertain the Elk, he does he does a lot of. Uh, videos about TV series like Community, The Office, Parks and Rec. Um, and one of them he does is uh, The Day Community Was Born. The the first oh, episode yeah. of Community that kind of became, you know, was the first episode that was like what the show ended up becoming.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, that was in season one. It was uh, season one, episode 21, uh, Contemporary American poultry. Something else I want to say is... Uh, they tried to make the title of every episode sound like a college class. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah like, in this episode... Um... Sorry, Dave, go ahead.
0: I was about to say, like, even, like, um... Like, some of them are literally just names. Like, the first season... The first episode of season one, season two, and season three are just the name of the class they're taking that semester. So even, like, some of those are, right. you know... Right. Um, but, yeah...
2: And then the first episode of season 5 is called RePilot because it was after they brought the sh- almost, you know, had to bring the show back from cancellation. It was Dan Harmon's return, so it was called RePilot. Mm. So yeah, uh Contemporary American Poultry is kind of like a uh mafia style, like or it's kind of, you know, pays homage like mafia movies like Goodfellas where uh the like the best thing in the I guess the school cafeteria dining hall are the uh, chicken fingers, and oh yeah, the yeah and see and Starburn just work is working the fryer and he's able to like set some aside give all his friends and like there's all they always run out then there's never enough for everyone, so they 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 hatch a plan to get him fired get Abed in there, and end up basically running the school because they control the chicken fingers.
0: mm Hmm. Yeah, that that's a that's a really good episode, and and like, I I do I do really like season uh season one. Like, that's that's pro- like like season two and three are the best, but season one is is right behind them. I th- I think the um, the later seasons are kind are are go down in quality. Uh, but like season season one is still still it still has that community feel like season uh two and three does like a lot of shows like we've talked about this before in the past when we talk about the office and parks and rec like the first season they didn't really know what they were doing it doesn't really feel like the rest of the show it's kind of off but community is one show that like right from the beginning it does have that um like feel to it but you're right that episode is kind of where it becomes what community is Now uh, one, another episode. Now this is kind of uh, jumping. Around. I don't know if you have this on your list or not. But another episode that a lot of people um kind of th- this is one episode that probably when I think of my some of my favorite episodes, this one comes to mind. There's also one that a lot of people say is the best episode of the series, but it's uh um season three, episode four, Remedial Chaos Theory.
2: Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes.
0: Hmm, and you know basically. The, the, plot of the, the, the you know, the, um, the, um, Troy and Abed move into the new apartment. They invite everyone over for a housewarming party They order pizza. Um, they have to decide who can, who goes down to get the pizza. And so they roll a dice or a die and you know, that whatever number decides who goes down and it, it just jumps through, you know, the different possibilities and kind of like, you know, seeing how all the characters interact interact with one member gone or something like that. And, um, and of course, it's kind of, it's, kind of got, it's got the meta humor with like, it's a, uh, you know, different timelines.
2: Now, do you guys remember? Uh, so the, the best outcome was when Jeff was the one that left.
3: Do yeah, you guys remember
2: uh, which, which one was the darkest timeline? Do you remember who, do you guys remember when, who left?
1: When Troy leaves. Right. Yeah, it was when Troy leaves. And it was because when he leaves the show goes downhill. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was not my, completely, but
2: that was my point. The show the show kinda lost something when he left. It's
1: kinda yeah, shadowing. I was watching a video earlier that um that I was wanting to bring that up at some point. I had forgotten, but at least you remembered.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any more uh, another episode you want to talk about?
2: Do you have one, Wesley?
0: Um. Not
1: any specifically. I mean, here's the thing. I watched through, let's see, I have a list. Let's see, where did I start? I think I started at the end of season one. And I made it all the way to season two, episode one. In the past, like, week or so. So, I haven't watched it, besides those couple episodes, I haven't watched it in a long time, at least, a, you know, six months or so. Episodes stick yeah. out to me. The ones that y'all are talking about, yeah, I know them, I've seen them, they come back. But, you know, I, I haven't done enough of, you know, that research to be like, hey, this is my specific... So, Y'all can keep going about what y'all are doing,
0: and yeah. I will be perfectly si- I, fine to sit here. I've got so, two more. I've got two more that I want to talk about. But you, you can, uh, you, you might have them on your I, I list s- or not. But you I will say talk- the
1: uh, uh, the one episode I was thinking about, though, the one with uh, the Christmas episode where Abed is uh, claymation. Oh I yeah.
3: Think that, uh, I
1: uh, I think that one has a nice like story to it and a nice like outcome and all. Like I think I think the message is really nice in that one, and they go about it in a different. I yeah, a really good episode. That one
2: is—I don't remember what episode, it, but that or what number—that is uh, in season two. Abed's uncontrollable Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm. It is season two, episode eleven. Okay. Yeah. Um.
2: So, well, so my next one is one we kind of already talked about. It's uh, epidemiology. It's the season two, episode six. About the uh, zombies,
0: yeah, yeah. So we kind of talked
2: about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not really a whole lot of, really to talk about without, You know, like it's just, um, you know, military so, you know, the, the, surplus. Well, it's the,
2: yeah. So the 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 Greendale Halloween party and and the Dean buys uh ground beef from the army surplus store. And it turns out that it's radioactive or something and ends up turning everyone into zombies and Troy and Abed have to save save everybody by turning turning the AC all the way down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Tori and Abed, another good episode with them is the last episode with Troy in it. Um, the Floor is Lava one. Um, I don't know what the name of the episode is or which episode it is, but that one's a good episode.
2: Yeah, that's one of the early Season 5 episodes. As I said, you, you episode, know which
0: one? Because uh, I'm looking at Season 5, Season, but I don't... F- season 5, Episode 5, ge- Geothermal Escapism. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it really is like, you know, like Ovid's whole world is like... Uh, collapsing because, you know, not, not just because of the fact that someone's leaving, like, Pierce has died, he's left. And that didn't shake Abed to his core. But Troy leaving, like, his best friend, like, things are really just starting to go downhill, you know? And, mm-hmm. and he has to kind of grasp the fact that, yeah, you know, things move on. You know, life moves on. doesn't mean you're no longer friends with those people. Also, it looks... Looks here, like it's saying it was directed by Joe Russo. Maybe that's the reason it was good.
2: So I didn't know that. So I guess they actually did come back after season three to direct some episodes.
1: Well, now this is mm-hmm. all Wikipedia, but I'm seeing in uh, five season five that that episode was Russo, and uh, the Dungeons and Dragons episode was directed by uh, him as well. I think I saw his name a couple more times somewhere. Maybe that was
0: mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. I'm not That's surprised if they, if they did come back, or at least if he came back to direct some episodes. Um, Because
2: that was the season Dan Harmon came back.
0: Yeah. It's just those two episodes that I'm seeing, um, for mm-hmm. season five and season six. Yeah. And most, most of the, um, episodes that I'm thinking of are in season three, um, like I, 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 I love season two and three, but like a lot of the more memorable episodes for me, at least, are in season uh, three. Um, I guess the ne- the next one I'm kind of thinking of is a uh, really it's a two it's kind of a two parter, but um, the one I'm the main the main one I'm thinking of is the second part of it. It's a uh, season three episode fourteen, pillows and blankets. I was just looking at that one. Yeah, it's the um, like a uh, Ken Burns style documentary, um, about the. War between, uh what, what were the city's names? It was uh, Pillow Town and Blanketsburg.
1: Wasn't that when uh, Troy and Abe were at odds because one wanted to do a pillow fort and one wanted to do a blanket fort?
2: Well, and in a remember which I think maybe season two, they, they built a blanket fort that, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. was in like, took up the whole dorm area of the school.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so the dean.
2: Yeah, so they wanted to do it to like do it again, but Abed wanted to do a pillow fort, and the dean wanted them to try to break the world record for the largest pillow blanket fort. Um, so Troy wanted to do that, and he built his blanket fort, and to you know to have enough space to to make it a world record, he would have to join it to Abed's pillow fort, and Abed didn't want to do that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, this was all in the episode before, which was a digital exploration of interior design, uh, season three, episode 13. Um, And then, because that that one was the one with with all the world record stuff going on. And then, like I said, in season, you know, episode 14 is when it kind of becomes like a Ken Burns style, like Civil War documentary, because it's like a, you know, almost like a Civil War (laughs) going (laughs) on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have another one you want to talk about, Rob?
2: So, yeah, I've actually got another episode in Season 3. It's uh, Season 3, Episode 5, Horror Fiction and Seven Spooky Steps. Oh, yeah,
0: that's that's a good one.
2: Yeah, At the beginning of this one, so so at the beginning of this season, uh, Britta decides that she wants to be a psychology major. So, uh, at some point, she has everyone in the study group take a... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what what is it called a psychology test, a um,
0: like a personality uh, exam or not. I mean, I know it, personality like quiz that. or something like that. Yeah, something
2: like that. Yeah, where you know, uh, the test where you have to fill out the bubbles where you you know you guess you you answer A, B, C, D or E. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, she ends up running those running those tests and finds out that someone in the group. Has uh, homicidal tendencies, so to find out who it is, they all or she has them all tell uh, scary stories because this is another Halloween episode, and uh, those yeah those are fun.
0: Mm -hmm. But I love Uh, I love the I love the gag at the end that you know she uh she inserted she bitted it inserted them in upside down so she got she got them back wrong, and uh, when she put them in the right way. All but one of them are insane, (laughs) and the one person who isn't insane is Abed. Yeah. Mm. Which kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like, Abed is like, in some ways, is the most relatable, is the most, like, real person in the show, because like, even though he's like, you know, can't really connect with people, doesn't know, you know, doesn't really know, like, so, you know, he's, somewhat he's on the spectrum um so you know like he has to relate to the world through tv and stuff but in spite of that he's still one of the most like normal characters on the show
2: all right so i've got two episodes left uh, and one of them is the series finale if there's one you want to talk about dave
0: um this might be your, the other one you want to talk about, too, but uh, season three, episode twenty, uh, digital estate planning. That one's oh, really good. You know good.
2: what? That's... I forgot that
0: one. I... Okay. Well, so the entire one...
2: episode is a sixteen-bit like Super Nintendo game.
0: Yeah, that's the one yeah. where uh, Pierce's dad dies, right? It's after Pierce's dad dies, um, and it's uh the the game basically like. They have they have to win to get Pierce's inheritance, and then it's also where, where we figure out that uh Gilbert um, who was uh, um Nathaniel Hawthorne's P- Pierce's dad's uh assistant was actually his illegitimate son, and you know um at the end you know you have the thing like you know, basically Pierce lets uh um. Him get or get the inheritance instead.
2: Oh, and he's played by uh, Giancarlo Esposito.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's that's a really, uh, really good episode. Yeah, I, really, cause, like, I, I love I love the um, the like sixteen bit uh, animation.
2: Yeah. So another one that I wanted to talk about was uh season five, episode eight, app development and condiments. So Meow Meow this Beans is the ep- <laughs> This is the Meow Meow Beans, the uh the yeah. social rating system. And the reason I want to talk about this is uh Wesley, are you familiar with the Netflix show Black Mirror?
1: I've heard of it. I've not looked into it. No.
2: So it, it's kind of like the Twilight Zone, but it but it's t- mostly to do with technology. Uh huh. Black Mirror are screens. Okay. So this episode with the social rate, the app that's the social rating system, and then the whole school school kind of like turns to the cast system. Uh. Black Mirror did this same concept, but after community.
3: Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but, um and- today, This is off topic, but kind of in the same realm. Uh so um uh what's the guy, the creator of um uh Phineas and Ferb, or one of the creators, the guy who does do
0: What's his name? Uh Dan Povenmire.
1: He was talking um uh one of the social media accounts where um basically giving the generic synopsis of Avengers. And he was like, you know, saying, you remember that movie? And he was like, no, 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 not that movie. No, this movie. And he started showing clips from uh, across the second dimension. And he was like, you know, we did it a year earlier. And so maybe it was just one of those things where uh, a goofy show has a really good idea
0: and then someone just goes and makes Mm. it uh, serious.
2: I I saw that too. I know know what you're talking about.
0: Basically what he was saying is like the third act of... uh, you know, across the second dimension of the third act of Avengers are very similar. Um, which, hey, we're talking about Phineas of next week, so, uh, yeah. That's true. That's true. We can bring that up
1: again. But uh, it's uh, it funny
2: that they, did that they did that a year before Avengers. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I saw
1: that, I was like, wait a minute. And I looked it up and I was like, yeah, okay, never mind. I remember, also, I
0: remember yeah. Also, technically, they were one of the first ones to do the whole multiverse thing. As weird as that is, only <laughs> ones to do it well.
2: Uh, can we stop doing it now? No. <laughs> what, you you're not tired of uh, multiverse movies yet?
0: Oh no, I well,
1: am. But Hollywood's the, not tired of it because they're the, still the, making the, some money off prob- of it.
0: The problem with multiverse movies is like every single one is the exact same plot, and then when they introduce it in the way that you know, there's like you know an infinite number of you know parallel dimensions. Nothing has stakes anymore because if this character dies, then they can just, uh, you know, bring them back in a different costume with a, you know, different hairstyle. And it's, you know, like it's, you know.
2: The, the flat, the Arrowverse TV shows were really bad about that. I was about to say The Flash, but it was all of those shows.
1: Yeah. So that was one thing once once i I really only watched the flash and once the flash really started getting to where they had more of the crossover episodes is where I kind of stopped watching as much because it one it was way too much to get into and two it's it really just got way too more so as the series went on or the mm-hmm. air reverse went on But yeah, no. They they need to go back to solo movies, where you just make one, and it's an original idea. If Hollywood can come up with one, and then, you know, never speak of it again.
0: Make mm-hmm. something else up. Yeah, I you don't Rob have to reboot everything. everything. Yeah, but I know Rob. You mentioned a minute ago you want to talk about um the season finale, and or the series yeah, finale, and, and, then the, and season,
2: the series finale, and then possible reboot or. Uh you know six seasons and then our movie
0: yep um so yeah i do want to talk about that but uh yeah so I don't you go ahead and just talk talk about uh, or say what you wanted to say about the um the season finale or series finale
2: well actually i wanted to ask you guys a question um because i heard you in the, your parks and rec in your office episode talking about the series finales and how, how do you compare that this to those
0: Of the, uh, of the three, if you wanna, I feel like The Office and Parks and Rec are more comparable than, uh, Community is to those two. Just cause Community is so, it's just, Community is not your average sitcom. But, um, so, if, you know, I feel like it's not as comparable, but I still feel like of the, um, endings, it is probably my least favorite finale.
1: I would say I like this one better than the one for Community. And again, I will say I did watch Community last, so there might just be more nostalgia with the other two. But I think if we're going to compare across all three of them, um, I'd say The Office is my number one. I like the way that this one ended. I felt satisfied. You know, I think that was one thing that the way he um, you know gauges how they are is if he's satisfied at the end or not I was satisfied in the community Parks and Rec I think should have ended a season earlier I would have been satisfied with that ending but since it went on a little bit farther I was a little bit more like kind of like it should have ended and then it got drug out a little bit more and so that made me a little less satisfied so you know but that's well do you think community ran too long i mean okay as far as like if i'm just thinking about the episode the finale episode i like that as like i like the way it ended you know like the closure that you get at the end of um uh in a community, and I think I mentioned this in the um when we were talking about uh, Parks and Rec, the 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 way that they go into the future a little bit, and kind of show you where everyone's at might be part of why I don't like it as much because now there's no mystery to it. At the end of The Office, you know everyone leaves, goes their separate ways. There's mystery to where their lives go after that. At the end of the Community, everyone parts, goes their separate ways there's a little mystery to where their lives are. Yeah. Not everyone dies. You know, they don't show out everyone, you know, how old they were when they die and all that, everything that happened in their life at the end of, you know, the community finale. But I feel. Like it's a mystery of what, what, you know, you can imagine in your head showing years into the future and showing where they're at years in the future. And so I think that's why it would rank a little bit lower in my mind personally. Um, as far as commu- uh, Parks and Rec goes,
3: I feel like it was kind of a things.
2: it anyway. was kind of a you know it's kind of a running thing throughout the series the the six seasons in a movie and there actually is a movie in development right now um, I think was supposed to shoot later this year but you know there's the uh, Writers Guild of America strike going on and then I think even mm-hmm. uh, now actors are on strike yeah so who knows when that's actually going to come out.
1: Maybe Hollywood would stop for a while. Although I feel like a community movie would actually be good for, um, for where we are with movies now. Like, yes, Community is a pre-existing thing and all, but like, if you made a movie off of Community, it's like even from the '80s or you know, making a new movie that was once in the '80s. Like, it, it's it is a new thing, more or less. And it's not multiversal, although they could do that. I just would hope they don't.
0: No, I feel like if, like, uh, not if, when this movie gets made, it's going to be, like, very meta, and it's probably going to make fun of a lot of the uh, modern cinematic tropes. So it probably will make fun of a lot like multiverse stuff and a lot a lot of the reboots and stuff, you know. Um like that kind of stuff. So I I cuz they're going to bring com- back Chevy Chase. They're going to reboot
1: <laughs> Chevy Chase then.
0: Cuz I feel like, you know, that's just the way community is that they uh make spoofs of you know, they don't not like the when they make fun of something, it's more in the form of a spoof, more so than um, like the characters actually making fun of. Although Abed does make fun of a lot of movies, but you know, I feel like that's probably going to be more like what it is. But I, I, don't think the whole movie is going to be a spoof of another movie. But you know, I feel like that's kind of what, what the direction they would go with that. It, it's
2: yeah, it's hard for me to kind of picture what a community movie would be, even though I want one.
0: Yeah, I was gonna
1: ask mm-hmm. what, like, what would be the, like, what would be the movie be about? You know, like they've already. they've already gone their separate ways like what brings them back together and you know like what's what's the point you know obviously like you said yeah there's there's a want for it but then it has to come down to well then what would it be about
2: they have to save greendale one more time i was gonna say that
1: that's about the only thing that you that that can really be thought of with that
2: pretty much the only other thing i could uh, think of was uh the um uh, I think the first like Gilligan's Island, um, like revival movie. I can't remember which one. Escape from Gilligan's Island,
0: mm-hmm. where
1: Where's when they get it? off,
2: and then Skipper and Gilligan travel the country to find everybody again.
1: Yeah, because they want to do a new uh, another three hour tour. You know, one last thing, and then they get shipwrecked.
2: Mm-hmm. But well, I think that the I think what it was is to buy, to be able to buy another boat the skipper has to get like um like a signed affidavit from from all of the um shipwreck um you know um uh, oh, yeah. passengers that uh that it wasn't his fault
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's been a while since I've seen that movie
0: yeah. it's
1: kind of one of those like you know you like it because it's Gilligan's Island but it's not good. It's it's not, and it's a it's also like it's kind of sad because you know, one like it was years after the show was relevant, so that's why everything looks crappy. Like it, it was, it did not have a high budget, and They recast you know,
2: Tina Louise,
1: and so like they just not in that one.
2: No, yeah, the, it, the first movie they recast Tina Louise.
1: Uh, not that they, one, no.
3: no for and then for, they...
1: the, for for rescue from Gilligan's Island, they had the they they had the original cast. Now they made a couple other movies after that, and they might have. Re- I've never seen those, but from Rescue from Gilligan's Island, which is from what I know, the first one that they did, they, everyone's the original cast.
0: No, it, it's uh. Uh,
2: Ginger Grant R- was played by Judith Baldwin in, in yeah, Rescue from up. Gilligan's Island.
1: Right?
3: Well, I'm yeah. looking
1: it up now.
2: Not lying yeah. to you.
1: Hey, hey, hey! I'm just saying I didn't remember it. Uh, let's see. Oh, there it was. But either way, I mean, okay, never mind. You're right. But it is still is kind of sad, like you know, it's 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 the end. of I uh, didn't really have a finale. Like it just kind of ended. And, like, it's kind of better left that way. You know?
2: Like, do you like the way that sitcoms used to be? Where there wasn't really a a series finale, they just ended? Or the way that they are now?
1: I mean, endings are nice. But, you know, like, the way that a lot of the endings, like, they they make you feel certain emotions. But at the same end you can go back to the beginning and it's like like Gilligan's Island you can watch the last episode and go straight to the first episode and it doesn't really it doesn't seem out of place you know like a lot of that has to do with like there's you know they're they're they're, 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 co- they're comedies you know so they're not there's not as much character development and I think in a lot of the older shows there wasn't really character development it was like a character was how they were so I think I love Lucy you know what's what's the common <laughs> lucy gets herself from the trouble ricky gets mad at her ethel's along with it you know and then at the end of the episode everything gets resolved you know
2: well that's another show that didn't really have an ending it just kind of yeah um what
1: yeah. i'm saying like there's also not really any character development in it. it's just a comedy you know and so you can watch the last episode you can watch the first episode and it you know it doesn't always have to be an order to it. Whereas like nowadays, like there's a lot more character development in TV shows. Where like, you know, at the beginning of community, Jeff is a bit different. You're talking about how his character doesn't change that much, but he has a different character at the beginning of it than he is at the end. The right. show changes from beginning to end. You know? Whereas a lot of the older ones don't and I you know They're doing it differently, so I don't necessarily know like I like old shows. I like new shows. I don't know how I would feel like, okay, if the office didn't have an ending, you know, I'd have to see it to know if that was good. Because, you know, I like the office ending. I like, you know, the way community ends, but like, I don't know if there's right, you know, like, oh, this is better. This is not like, at least how I see it, you know, it's, they both have their own, I guess, ways of telling stories and they, they do it in two different ways, you know,
0: Well, and one thing that you uh you mentioned with the Parks and Rec finale, which you know, I still think is my, is my favorite, but you said you didn't like the fact that they jumped into the future. Um mm-hmm. But one one thing I think is kind of interesting is Community does that, but does that in the way of like is not like canon. It's you know what each one of the characters. Envisions what the future is going to look like.
2: Yeah, it's hypothetical futures in the season finale. Yeah. That's what the whole season, the whole season finale of Community is them at the um, the bar where Britta works, and they're just like giving their pitch for what the next season is.
0: Yeah. So, do, do you like? I, what's that? I was wondering. Like, so, basically, my point with that is like. Do you mind that, even though you don't like the way uh, like Parks and Rec did it, where it's technically like this is what happened to all the characters? Well, okay, so a
1: lot of what's a lot of what stands out to me about the finale episode of Community, like when I'm thinking over in my head, is that end scene where they're back in the in the room. Uh, uh, Um, uh, Annie kiss. And then everyone else comes up, you know. It's like, like you said, the the, the endings aren't necessarily canon, so it's not like none of that's gonna happen or did happen or you know, you what you know of the end of the show is that Abed and um Andy are moving away, Jeff's gonna be a teacher, and I don't remember what Britta's doing, but you know, it's like you where you don't necessarily know specifically what they're doing. Mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that that is specifically why I do or don't like an ending I'm just saying that the way I felt at the end of the emotion that uh, it evokes more emotion for, out of me the office ending and the community ending than the Parks and Rec ending did that's all I'm saying and those are the reasons I guess maybe why so
0: Okay. Anyway, um, do either one of you have any more th- any more to say about uh community?
2: Nope. I'm ready for that movie.
0: <laughs> Six
1: seasons now in what a movie.
2: Now, what if it's bad? I'm gonna watch it anyway.
1: Yeah. It anyway. If it's bad. Like, oh, they shouldn't have made it, or oh, they should have just made it better.
2: See, something I was just thinking about when you were talking about the the jump forward in Parks and Rec, where you learn how you know how every character ends, where they end up, and then kind of you're kind of left hanging with the Office and with Community. Uh, like those, like the Office Community, are actually open, like they're open for a revival show or a movie. Um. I kind of like to see that with the office too, just to see what they could come up with. Because I just I want uh, Michael Scott to come back.
1: Yeah, that, that is what. Like, even with the finale episode, it is kind of kind of sad to see. Like, as good as that episode is, like how limited Michael is in that movie. I know, obviously, he like you know, he was off doing his other doing other things and all, but like he has a couple lines, and he's very rarely in the movie. So it would be nice to see the whole cast reunited to do things like get feel like the original office, you know?
2: Well, in the same way, I feel like if the, when the community movie, if Dan Harmon is the one, if, if he's the, the director producer and they get Donald Glover to come back, I think it will be good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, even, even like, because of how off the wall and unhinged community is, it doesn't necessarily matter. Like the plot like, if you get all of them together, I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like that not a half-decent movie, if not a good movie, you know.
0: And as it pro- it'll probably be, end up being, like, some, uh... Um... Like, an entire action movie with paintball. Yeah. Paintball and Dungeons and & Dragons mixed together. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Community community can. They they could do really anything with that movie and it would still feel like community. At least plot
1: wise, you know? I think the biggest thing, thing as far as feeling like community, is you have to have the characters. Like, the actual storyline can change, but if you don't have the characters, then then you're going to. It's missing.
0: Like Rob said, I think the biggest thing would be. The original cast, yeah, you know, and Dan Harmon, like you know, um, which I think uh, all the original cast has have said they would uh, come back. I don't, I don't think. Well, actually, I don't think Donald Glover confirmed that, but all the others. So, um Joel McHale, Danny Pudi, uh, Gillian Jacobs, event Nicole Brown, and um... crap. What's Annie's name? Um. Alison Brie, Brie. Alison Brie, yeah. I think all um, all five of them have confirmed they they would want to do a community movie, but I don't think Donald Glover has has confirmed that. Now this is um, this okay, is so- Wikipedia, but I do see something here that said as of April
1: of this year he had, he had confirmed that he was doing something with it, but oh he was. This is he Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Okay
2: i well, I found an article about this, too. So it says, uh, fortunately, we do have some good news. In June 2023, Joel McHale went on the podcast, Let's Talk Off camera, uh, camera with Kelly Ripa, and gave a positive update. We're shooting it next summer, the comedian declared. Granted, that's quite a ways off, but that just means we have more time to rewatch uh, previous seasons of Community. At this point in time, we have no idea. What, uh, let's see. I know he talked somewhere in here about Donald Glover's coming back.
1: With, um, Troy leaving, he left for a boat trip. Was he just supposed to be on that trip for the rest of the remaining season and a half he was gone? I don't remember what
0: happened. If I'm remembering right, he was going to sail around the world, which would have taken him about two years, if I'm remembering right. And so that was in the middle of season uh, five. So it would have only been about a year and a half Till the end of the show, so it was supposed to be. He was just gone the, so, the whole time. Yeah. So, so the timeline okay. would have worked. Would worked out. Would have worked out. Now, I feel like uh, if they do a community movie now, they might. The actors might have aged a little bit too much for this to be the case. But I feel like that would be an interesting thing. Is if if it's like you know where we're introduced to uh, Troy afterwards is like getting into port like right after you know he finishes that. But I don't know if they'd do that because like I, I don't know. How, I don't know how much uh, given how much times because it's been since 2015 so it's been almost seven years wait eight years it's been eight years holy crap (laughs) oh
2: but oh no um, no. so i found it okay okay so uh it says joel McHale also confirmed glover's involvement while appearing on the podcast saying donald is coming back and that's really important so that Mm -hmm. was last month
0: okay yeah okay but uh yeah so that, that that's the big that's the big thing but like I said I don't setting is kind of an interesting thing because like I said I don't know how much the actors have aged and how what like yeah obviously you could look at look at pictures of them now like I don't think Joe McHale's really aged that much because like uh you know we have seen him in uh, um Animal Control recently he, he's still Jeff Winger um so he he could play Jeff like you know, like a year after um the series ends, but I, I don't know how, how how much uh all the other actors would do playing you know, like how you know how they'd look how, how much they've aged since then. Honestly, I feel like Donald Glover would be the the one who looks like he's aged the most. Um, mm-hmm. Well, okay, if but if just they said it, like, things. But if they said it like right after he gets back and he's got like, uh, you know, longer hair and a beard, that would make sense. Well, so. it would.
1: And I'm saying, I mean, I do feel like though, like even aside from the beard, like I think he's, he looks like he's, he's older. Like he looked like a kid in this. But that being said, yes, if he had, you know, obviously come back from a year voyage around the world, like, you know, yeah, grow your, grow beard out. Makes sense. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I haven't seen, um, uh, Gillian Jacobs and anything, or um, but I have seen uh, Alyssa Bree, Allison Bree, um, that came out recently. I saw some stuff going around about her. She looks mostly the same too um, mm. as she did in this. So like, uh, although I don't know what Danny Putin looks like, so he he might have changed significantly because he did kind of look kiddish in this too. I don't think so, he's
0: changed much at all. Um, okay. Because he, because he he was uh already older than uh because uh, I think I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure um that Donald Glover was one of the younger actors in the show because uh even though they're playing different ages, uh, I read somewhere that Allison Brie and Gillian Jacobs are actually the same age.
2: So, yeah, I think when the series started, they were both 28, and mm-hmm. uh, Gillian Jacobs played Britta, who is 28, but Alison Brie played Annie, who was 18.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, possible, you know, because I mean, they were older actors playing younger characters, so... You know, it may not be that hard to, uh, for them to just come right in and be like, "Hey, this is a year after,
0: you know, the end of season six. Like this, this, this is what happened." You know. Yeah. So Donald Glover was twenty-five when the show started. So that that would explain why he looks like he's aged the most out of all of them. Because, um,
2: yeah, he was the youngest.
0: Yeah. Because like D- Danny Pudi was thirty, um, Joel McHale was thirty seven, vet Nicole Brown was oh was thirty eight, uh, Chevy Chase was well sixty five, but you know he 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 wouldn't come back in a um, movie because obviously they killed off that character, unless he faked it.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like East, did, well did. honestly faked honestly it. I wouldn't be
1: surprised. Yeah. One uh, frozen sperm, so.
2: <laughs> you did what?
1: I said he just wanted to give him all his frozen sperm. He needed an excuse, so he just faked to death.
0: Mm. But also, that's another thing interesting thing that, too. That's to how it, like... he
2: died, though. That's how he died. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And he faked But that's also too. not
0: that's also another interesting thing too like i was looking at that so like i said uh McHale McHale was 37 when the series started and event nicole brown was th- was 38 so they you know the actors were only a year apart but uh you know even in the show you know they're supposed to be the same age which is, i think i think is kind of interesting because because event nicole brown does look uh I don't know. Maybe not. I older, but like acts older than Jeff does because Jeff is very immature. I think. I think it's more the maturity thing, more so yeah, than It's like it looks. I said at
2: the beginning. She's the. She's the. You know the. Um. Family. Uh, more. Yeah. More mature.
0: Hmm. Because like I said like you kind of get the impression watching the show that she's older than the rest of the, like you know. But like I said, I think that's more maturity because even in the show, like in, you know, in universe, uh. Jeff and Shirley are supposed to be the same age, but yeah, I think I think that is much, mo- more to do with um with uh, maturity more so than the actual. In age. universe, how how old, how much older is uh, Jeff than Britta? Um, well, see, Jeff turns. Let's see, if, if Britta was supposed to be twenty eight when just started, um,
3: Jeff turns
2: and, forty in season five, so he was thirty five in the first season.
0: Yeah, so six years, seven years older. Okay,
2: yeah, but that, yeah, because I mean Jeff
1: still is like he's still in his trying to act young. He hasn't settled down, kind of a thing. I was wondering how close in age Britta is supposed to be, because I mean obviously she is in the same boat. Like she's not, she hasn't matured yet. She hasn't settled down. I don't so, but um, if it's that big of an age gap, it you know, fair enough.
2: Well, it's but like in the. In, it's like in the episode about Troy's birthday when, um, you know, uh, Britta and Jeff are arguing all night about what bar to go to, and then they find out they were talking about the same bar.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, you know, Troy's driving slams on the brake and said, I've spent two years thinking that, that both of you nor- knew more about life than me. Now I find out you, you two are just as dumb as me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tr- Troy's uh,
0: character of fucking how it so is. That kind of stuff was was really really good. A
1: real mo- real moment though, as I get older and all, as cool as I thought everyone who was older than me was growing up, and I then I get to their age, I'm like, man, it looked like there were a lot, you no, know, to it than there really is. You know, once I get to this age, you know. Like,
0: and and that sentiment, I mean, right, there, that sentiment right there. Everyone's taking it till they make it. But yeah, like that sentiment right there, especially like with Troy's moment right there, that like is so relatable with Troy because with like, you
3: know,
0: you know, Troy is supposed to be the you know the, um, I think season two he turns uh, twenty one, so you know he's still he's still relatively or young throughout most of the um, series. And, you know, so he's kind of the, you know, young man trying to, I guess, kind of, kind of find his place, kind of find where he fits into life. And, you that's actually, you know, the whole point of why he uh, decided to actually take the, um, uh, Pierce's, uh, boat. It's because, you know, he said, you know, he you know, you know, he he wants to, you know, be a man, I guess. And, you yeah, so know, that's like what, you know i guess you know from the majority people who watch the show that kind of sentiment is very relatable because like and i'm sure like a lot of stuff that like uh shirley and um jeff go through and bro go through is more relatable but like i can only speak to that because like i'm in i'm right in that point too where uh troy is so i can speak to that um but i'm sure like later in life too like a lot a lot of the stuff that uh um, Jeff, and Shirley, and Britta go through is very similar to that. Too. It's very relatable, too.
1: We keep talking about how uh, all over the place the show is, but and how, like, off the wall it is. But we keep coming back to the fact that it's also really relatable.
2: <laughs> That's the point I was trying to make earlier. It's like mm. these really relatable characters in these really outrageous situations.
1: Mm-hmm. Called
0: life. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just figured I should let you know that we just uh, crossed over the two-hour mark, so uh, yeah, I don't I think we're that. gonna. I don't think we're gonna be doing any uh, other segment in addition to this. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Either one of you have anything you want to add to, you know, add, add on to this? Because I feel like we should be wrapping it up pretty soon here. Because I know uh, y'all probably got stuff to do tonight. Yeah. You know. Three more hours.
1: Three more hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Three more hours. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're gonna do a five-hour podcast, David.
0: Who is going to listen to that?
1: Like, I don't I even will. know who. I will listen.
0: I don't. <laughs> I will listen to it at work.
1: I have like, nothing I else know. better
0: to do. Like, I don't even know if anyone wants to listen to our normal podcast, let alone a <laughs> five-hour one.
2: Right. Uh, one of the podcasts I listen to just put posted a five-and-a-half-hour podcast in their feed.
0: Oh, well, maybe maybe that is no more... Uh... No, not <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, David, other people are doing it, so we can do it, too. We need to get trendy.
2: Yeah. You can also edit this down under two hours. Yeah, yeah I, I
0: can. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of dead air and stuff when we when, uh, were. There's looking stuff There's a lot of rambling. And, yeah. yeah um, which we got prob- to keep the I will say this probably will end up being like... um. I don't know, probably about an hour and, fi- and fifty-five minutes. Cause, like, so we're only about two hours, two minutes right now. Um, or who knows, it could be like right at two hours. Just depends on how how much I end up cutting out. Um, and I, I believe there's also a little bit of, a little bit of us just talking before, uh, when I hit record. So, yeah. But, I mean, if, if that's all y'all got for, as far as, uh, community goes, then, uh, I figure it's pretty, pretty much, uh, We should pretty much wrap things up here and move on to an outro.
1: Oh, hey, David. You emailed me something. Look at that.
0: Yeah, it was probably about the podcast. (laughs) So... new podcast
1: outline. Hey, I finally got it. From
2: yesterday. Wesley. All right. (laughs) Hey David. And uh you know, you could have you you could have ended this like 5 minutes ago. Yeah, no, we could well,
0: have.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm
0: going to leave all this in cuz it's uh well, someone I think it's funny. It's not funny, but someone I think it's funny. Anyway, so like we did last time, Rob, go ahead and uh give us your outro. All
2: right. I listen to every episode, so let me see how I do. Well, explorers, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, be sure to follow us on down the rabbit or on Instagram at downtherabbittrailyt something something something.